What's up out there, podcast world? You're now listening to Patinico Presents. Stay with me, and I'm your host, Dennis. And today we have a pretty cool guest on the episode. We've got Martin, and he's just built this real superb rat rod. Uh, it's pretty cool. I'm impressed by it. And it's one of my favorite rat rods, and I've seen a lot of rat rods. And there's been some badass ones that's come across here in the last few years since, you know, I've been real heavy in the scene. But this one here, man, that's it's something else. And you guys ought to check it out. And we're going to get into that. And we're going to let him tell his story. So without further ado, let's hop into this podcast. First off, guys. <laughs> yeah, let everybody know who's on today and where you're coming from. All right. My name is Martin Flugie, and I'm over here in East Texas. And I'm the owner of Center. I built it and ground up. Man, Center ain't no joke, man. That thing is, uh, it's slick, man. I, what caught my attention is the tracks, man. Those tracks are badass on that that rig. Yeah, the tracks are really cool. I did that this year. I've only had the car uh, about a year now. And in the off season this winter, I was just sitting at my desk and an advertisement for some snow tracks came about. And I thought, holy crap, I'm going to put tracks on this damn thing. Man, that that's a good idea, man. That's pretty cool. I haven't seen one like that. Yeah, there, there's, there's, I've only, this is the only one I know of. That is the only one that I know of. And I, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I've seen a lot. <laughs> I mean, yeah. but geez, man, that thing, I seen that. I was like, holy shit. I was like, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> yeah you know a lot of people when they see it like this weekend i've got a real big show and a lot of people request me and i have to ask them you know do you want the tracks on or off and you always know what people say we want the tracks on (laughs) oh yeah so they they're interchangeable yes they are very interchangeable it's actually not too hard to take them on and off they bolt on just like a, a regular wheel really yeah so what drives them? The axle? Um, the axle drives a wheel, kind of like a rim, like a drive rim. Okay. And then the rim itself uh, drives the track, and the rim is mounted on like a frame for the tracks. It's all integrated into one right. unit to where basically all I do is I jack it up, put them on some furniture dollies because they're pretty heavy, and I'll roll them up to the axle and bolt them on and lower the car down. It's actually that simple. Man, so it's almost like a serpentine belt drive, almost. Yeah, kind of. How much life is will those? How long will those tracks run on the road? Like those that? tracks will only last you about ten thousand miles. Okay, they're very soft. Yeah, um, you know they're meant more for being in the dirt and snow. But I, I drive them on the street and everything else. I don't drive them a lot on the street. I used to keep them on the rat rod all the time, but now uh that i have it in an enclosed trailer um i've got to swap them out sometimes right yeah right because it will not fit in the enclosed trailer right yeah they just poke out too much huh yep they're pretty wide man that's cool as hell dude so what gave you like you say you had the car two years so your initial thing was the rat rod yeah, I've had the uh, I've had the body for about five years, and then just one day I just said I'm doing this. I'm tired of missing car shows, and and so it took me about a year and a half. Every day I went out and did something and built the car, and now that we've got the center. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro! You got that's what you got to do, man. And you, I see you got the Joe's Racing Product steering wheel in there. Yeah, I've got yeah. There's quite a few people that have now noticed the car, and they all like the car. And I've actually picked up quite a few sponsors. Everybody wants to be a part of the center. And in fact, uh, Wagner Tuning, uh, that's in Kilgore, Texas, they noticed the car, and they're like, "We want that car in SEMA." So he's taking that car to SEMA this year. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Are, are you going to go with it, or are you just going? Oh yeah, I'm going with okay. it. In fact, they're going to custom build a bunch of intercooler equipment for that car. We'll install it on that car, and it'll be a display unit at his booth, his performance booth there at SEMA this year. Man, that's that's cool as hell, man. Yeah, you. Well, that's so, the... and, and I got I picked up that contract the very first car show this year. It was at uh, Lone Star Throwdown. So. 
that was pretty good to pick up a SEMA sponsorship at the very first car show of the year. So as anybody knows, SEMA is like the pinnacle of car shows. And if you can get that, uh, that's like, that's like you've already won the entire year for car shows. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, man. That's the shit. And that's what I be telling people, like, because we're just regular people, right? We don't, you know, I don't have a shop or nothing like no, that. No, no. I, I built that in my, I've got a, I've got a small garage out behind my house. I built that car 100% by myself. Uh, every now and again, I'd have somebody hold, hold a nut or a bolt here, but 99% of that car I built by myself in my shop. Right, man. I, I know it, man. That's all mine are like that. And that's a cool thing because it is cool. Like people were like, Hey man, you, you, you got a shop and would you like to do this? And I'd be like, man, I, I'm just, you know, I build these for myself. You know, I'm just having fun. You know, that's the same thing. I get people all the time wanting me to build something. It's either one of two things, either they're, uh, who built this for you right. or when they find out you built it, then they're like, well, can you build me something? Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I, I'm an aircraft engineer. I like building things. I enjoy my work. I enjoy building stuff. But one thing that I do not want to do, I do not want to turn this into a job. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I walked away from that car, mattered hell at it and didn't touch it for a week or two. And you can't do that when you have a client. Mm-hmm. Or when it's a job, so right. I'm like, mm, I don't build anything for anybody. Right, I, 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 you know what? That's the same thing. Oh, I, I don't. And it's cool, like, it's cool when people ask you that because then they're like, well, they appreciate the the work you can do, right? But yeah. I'm in the same boat, and you nailed it on the head. That's exactly why I won't because I want to do it in my own time. And if you're doing something for somebody, at first they'll start off, oh yeah, you go ahead, man. I'm in no hurry, and then things will change. Oh, yeah. Things will change, and you know friendships become no friendship you know so it's just as easy for me and once i'm done with one and we have it a couple years then then it can be for sale but it's like it is like i'm not doing nothing else speaking of for sale this is a vehicle i don't think i'll ever sell Um, (laughs) i was gonna ask you i've got others that i'm building and i got other stuff that i'm making but the center i don't think i will ever sell it for the simple fact that i would not I would not enjoy seeing somebody else driving it or somebody else owning it or seeing it on the internet with somebody else's name. That, exactly. That would just get me. Right, right. I mean, and that's that's what it is, man. I mean, that's your that's your staple to the game now. You can't get rid of him. You know, you just got to hold on to him. And... and I've been offered good money for that car. I've been offered six figures for that car. It is not for sale. Right. Right. That's there you go, man. You got to stick to it, man. And there ain't nothing wrong with that, man. There's I mean, hell, you put a lot of work into the car and jeez, man, you you know, you like you said, and you can't duplicate it. You you know what I mean? No, you like can't. you could duplicate it, but it wouldn't be that vehicle. You know what I mean? No, it wouldn't. It would just it would just be a copy. Right. And when it's just a copy, that's all it is. It's just a copy. This is the original. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Because like I said, I've seen those those tracks on, you know, full on four by fours, and they run right. them out there and, in the snow and stuff like that. But I'm saying, as far as in the rat rod application like that, no, I haven't seen them used. No, no. In that, so I think it's pretty cool. So you're an aircraft engineer. So like, what what does that entail? Um, we do a lot of line engineering, um, aircraft have issues or problems or, um, recurring problems. We've got to resolve, uh, real time, real world uh, issues. It's kind of like, you know, there, there's the, uh, the office engineers and they design a lot of cool stuff and they do this and the other, but then when it actually hits the road, whenever the aircraft actually is in production or is actually doing something, living, making a living, and working out in the real world. Problems come up that are never anticipated, or you know, just things happen. Right, and that's where I get involved, and I look at issues, look at problems, try to figure out and resolve, and engineer problems and fixes. Right, right, right. So it's kind of like like a field engineer. Yeah, and, and you know, on the automotive assembly line, I know this from dodge side that their engineers would have to come down and work on the the line because you know an engineer they come up with these cool things and all this shit but then it's not that easy to just swap that in you know right 
it, 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 it's not. And a lot of times, and I, and I, I grew up through the ranks. You know, I was went to college, went to the military, went back to college, and was a technical engineer for a large helicopter manufacturer, Eurocopter. And that's when I really learned how things are manufactured and made, not only just in aviation, but in cars and everything else. And a lot of things being designed on computers, you know, they just get swapped over and moved, and you can grab a whole engine and put it in this car, and, okay, that'll work or that won't. But when it comes to real life, you know, uh, things are a lot different, and so then that's when you need field engineers to resolve issues and problems that just didn't appear on the desk or on the on the computer. Right, right, right. So now, being that you have that that foresight, oh, I've taken a lot of that went into when you were building this rat ride, but you didn't yes. foresee a every, lot of stuff. Every bit of that car is my background in aviation uh 90% of the hardware is aircraft hardware a lot of the fittings are A&N aircraft fittings um because I am an aircraft engineer and so that's how my mind works and that's how everything is put together and that's what's common to me man I'll tell you what all of all of mine have the army navy lines people don't know A&N that's the army navy yeah. Everything on mine is A and fittings. Yeah, man, that's the shit. The only things that aren't on mine are the radiator because to get that A and fitting, you know, you have to have the radiator that's bossed to accept a twenty five A and right. whatnot, and that's expensive. And it's like, okay, uh, I'll go as far as that, but <laughs> maybe on my retirement vehicle, I'll go ahead and buck up and because the the water pump. They sell those like Moroso has some that that's boss. Well, has the threads to accept that fitting, and that thing right. is like four hundred bucks. Yeah, but it's race application also, so it flows at a real high rate. Right, you know, it's not really street application stuff. So sometimes you got to know when you know when to say when, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That is true. You know, but uh, yeah, man, that car. That car is awesome, man. That's some bitch. I seen that, and I was like, "Man, that motherfucker!" I was like, "Where is this?" And then you was like, "Oh, you." I seen you was uh, I think it's it's something about Dallas Fort Worth. That's when you was at the the thing though, wasn't it? The car show. Yeah, there's there's quite a few of them I go to in a Dallas Fort Worth. There's Auto Rama, and there's uh, there's always big shows, and you know the, the next big show is the Daryl Starbirds, and I'll be there. Uh, this weekend is another uh, Texas 832 Steakhouse, and I, it'll be a feature car there. Um, yeah, it, it's it's booked out to quite a few places. It, it goes a lot of places. It goes to Arkansas, Oklahoma. It's been to Tennessee. It's going to Mississippi. It'll be in Las Vegas. It's crazy how much this car has blown up and people contact me wanting that car at their show. And that's a good thing, though, man. That's cool. But what makes it cooler is that you're just a regular person, though. You know what I mean? And, and you know what's funny you say that is because we were at a show uh, last weekend, and there were some people there, some younger, some uh, mid-20s kids. Cool. They're into cars. They like building stuff. And they were just like, holy shit, that's center, that's center, that's center. And then I got to talking to them, and the girl there was just like, this is so cool because you're just a regular guy. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, they're expecting it to be some fancy TV person that right. built this, you know, like on one of these, you know, shows. And yep. it's like, no, I just built this. I just built this just because I wanted a cool car and I'm too cheap to go buy one. Right. I can build anything, so I'm going to build it. Hey, man, that's what you do, man. And see, that's the thing, like, that's the whole perception of things. People, and that's the message I always try to put out there. It's like, you don't have to be a big time shop to, to produce something that's, you know, that looks like it came from a big time shop. You can just do it. Right. If you, you just got to stay persistent and you, the, the whole thing is really, it's just patience. You know. Yeah, that's the thing. That, that's the key is patience and persistence. Don't walk away from it. You know as well as I do, there's probably 10 times as many vehicles out there that never got finished because people just, they start a project and they get lost with it or they don't, you know, they lose mm -hmm. interest in it. And, yep. you know, a lot of people are like, man, I'd like to build something, but I just don't know how to do that. And I'm like, go get you a cutting torch, go get you a welder and just start. 
Hell yeah. You're going to mess up. You're going to screw up. You're going to tear stuff up. But that's how you learn. I've got 35 years of experience of building aircraft and parts and this and that and the other. So it just comes with time. Just The only way you're going to do it is you get some tools, get some cutting torches, get some welders, and just start. And just start, bro. You know what? So back when I started, when I was like, I'm a, I want to build, build, build vehicles. Okay. So it was the end of 12. I went in 2013. I went to Harbor Freight because I was like, I'm going to see if this is for me first. So I went and bought the cheap little cheapest welder they had. Right. And I tinkered with it because I didn't know nothing about welding. I read about how you would do it and all this other stuff, but I've never been to no schools or none of that shit for any of this. So I you know I read about it. I was like, okay, I mean, it's simple enough. And of course I started and I was messing up a bunch of shit. So my dad, you know, he knows how to weld and he I had him come over and he showed me giving me tips and, and helping me do shit. So then once I learned how it, how to go about it, I was like, shit, I think I can do this. So then, of course, yeah. I went and stepped up and bought a good welder. And that was a night and day difference, you know. Oh, yeah. But the point of the story is, yeah, like you said, get you some tools. You don't have to get the best tools to start off. Get some crappy nah. shit. Because if you're not if it, if it's not for you, well, then you're not out that much money. That and if you break stuff or tear stuff up, you right? Know, and th- and that is going to happen. You are going to break stuff. You oh, are yeah. going to tear stuff up. Yeah. that's the only way you learn. You got it, man. You heck yeah, man. But that's all it is, man. And that's the only thing I be trying to tell people because I'll go like I'm. I'll get off work, man, and I hit. I right in that garage. I start go back to working and shit. And he was like, "Man, how do you just?" all day every day i'm like well for one it's because i want to do it and it goes back to what we were saying about maybe building something for somebody else you, you don't want to do that it's not fun no more it, it becomes a job like every day it's time for me to go to work i'm like fuck man i don't want to go to work today you know <laughs> and i'm afraid that's what happened with that and i just won't care no more yeah and that's you're exactly right that's why i won't build anything for anybody I mean, I'll, I'll help out and make, make some stuff like this last for this big show this last weekend. Um, they asked me to build trophies and I built a whole bunch of trophies for everybody, like seven big, big trophies made out of car parts, pistons, flywheels, yeah. cams, you name it. I got it on there and I enjoyed doing that. But would I want to do it again? No. A lot of people then contacted me about, hey, can you build our show some trophies? Can you build our show some trophies? And I'm like, hmm. No, I, I don't think I want to do that. You don't really understand what it takes to <laughs> build these trophies, you know, because you got to go find and scrounge up all these parts and pieces, yep. and then you've got to clean them all, and then you've got to yep. come up with an idea, and then you got to weld everything together, and it's just like, mm. Well, <laughs> it's funny you say that shit, man, because in a month, it's, all, it's exactly a month from now, I'm having a car show, my first car show, and uh, the guy I'm partnered with, He's like, we should make trophies. I'm like, all right, that's cool. But, you know, I got trucks to build, right? <laughs> and he's like, oh, we, we could do it. I was like, okay, we could do it. So this is what happens. He started making the trophies. And they're cool, you know, because he, he's got a lot of the old engine parts. I got engine parts. I brought them over some big block pistons and stuff like that. So my thing is, though, we got nine different classes. And... I'm like, well, I want to give a first, second, and third. I just don't want to give a first and a second. I want to do first, second, third. And I told him, I said, listen, man, we go make all the first place trophies out of these pieces. But for second and third, I'm going to buy all the trophies from the trophy place. And But the thing about that is, too, all the trophies that I'm buying for the second and third, they're not all the same ones. So, and that's the tough part. That, I, I think now I'd rather have built the trophies because for second place for each class, they're going to be a different trophy. You know what right. I mean? You won't see the same trophy twice on this table here next month. Right. You know, it's- and that's cool. When, uh, when we're done with this, I'll send you pictures. I'll text you pictures of all the trophies I made for the show. This show's got like 25 different categories, but the ones that I built are for the six best of shows for categories. And then there is one trophy that I built specifically. This trophy will go to somebody that built their car. Right. I always have more... Uh, I have the admiration for the guys that actually, you know, like you and I, right. out in the shop building our own toys. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, and and that's the thing too. I, that, I that's my favorite shit 
when people build their own stuff. And I do realize that there are some people that maybe they want to build theirs, but it's just not for them or they just don't have the physical ability to do it. So I don't, you know, hold that against them if they had somebody else build their shit. But I definitely lean more towards the ones that are built because I know what it takes to do that shit. Exactly. And I, that's the only thing is, is when uh, my friend Frank was putting his show and asked me to build these six trophies, I told him, sure, I'll do it for you. I said, but I want to build one extra one that is a builder's trophy and I will present that myself. He's like, all right, cool. Yeah, dude, that's cool, man. We got, I'm going to have to, uh, yeah, man, I know I was asked to come down. Quite a few people wanted me to come down to the, the throwdown and I was like, I wanted to go, but again um i want to go back to dino's this year and just traveling like that like i don't have the money just to say okay i'm going here this week and then next right. couple months now i'm going down this week you know because now you know we're talking taking a whole family and right. shit man rooms ain't cheap <laughs> no 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 how far away are you from tulsa oklahoma uh shit man probably like five maybe six hundred or six hours, maybe. Oh, okay. Well, there's a huge show at Tulsa. It's called the Daryl Starbird's uh, Car Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. It's a three-day show, and it's in the fairgrounds, and it's got uh, like a thousand cars indoors, and there's supposed to be like two thousand cars outside. Wow. And the center, the center will be inside the, the Coliseum. Oh yeah. So if you're interested. Uh, let me know and I'll send you all the information. Cool, man. Yeah, we'll have to, I have to, and that's my thing too now. So with this whole virus thing right now, people have gotten their PPP money and shit like that, right? These companies that we deal with and everybody's using their, their stimulus and doing all this to buy their supplies. And we're just swamped at work. Like we are bad. So we're working Saturdays and shit. That's, and man, I ain't into all that. But, yeah. you know, it's like, uh, but then it's like, okay, that's extra money for more parts for your truck. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know if I'll be able to come out because I know, I, like, I know this, we're working this Saturday and that's, that's kind of got me upset and there's a show up the road and I was supposed to be going to that, but I don't think I'm gonna make it to that. And then the next Saturday if we don't get all these things done, we'll be working again, man. It's just, it's like a nonstop thing, man. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Yeah, but if business is good, take it while you can. You know how that goes. Oh, heck yeah, man. You know, and that's, everybody's like, man, yeah, you should just, you know, keep working and keep getting all, like you just said, get all the money you can while you can. And, oh, uh, but it's sometimes to me though, man, it ain't even about the money. I, I my time is worth more than just sitting on here. You know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah, I know. I know yeah. a lot of times it's like that. My time is worth a heck of a lot more than money. You're right. Because, shit, man. I mean, hell, then that's the thing. You make you make all this money, and guess what? You can't even spend it because either, one, you're too tired, or two, you're at work all the time. That's right. <laughs> so it's useless. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, man. You're So what's your other... What's your what's your other projects? You said you got a couple of other things going on. Uh, I've got a '59 Edsel station wagon. Really? That oh, uh, this thing's beautiful. It's a it's a beautiful car. It's all patinaed out. Uh, it's got the original paint on it, and it's got a bunch of rust spots here and there. I'll send you some pictures. Yeah. But what I've done with it is I've lowered it three inches all the way around and completely redone all the wiring, completely redone all the drivetrain. Uh, everything, all the running gear is all brand new. Right. Um, it's got a brand new 390 board over 30. Oh. Uh, it's got can, it's cam, it's got Edelbrock dual plane intake and ABS 650 carburetor. Um, so it, it, the original horsepower on this car, I still had the original engine, which was a FE 390 or 332 mm-hmm. and brand new, that car only made 150 horsepower. <laughs> right. This new engine I'm dropping in it with uh, 390 board over, all the goodies on it, C6 transmission, mm. uh, 9-inch rear end. It's pumping out 425 horsepower. So I've quadrupled the power for this thing just about. <laughs> right. Well, it needs it because that thing's a tank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, 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 it is. And they're heavy, but I'll tell you what, it rides so good. It's just like gliding down the road, and I love this car. I love driving this car. It's like, you know, the, the, the center gets a lot of attention, but... 
driving the station wagon, everybody's just like, cool, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you don't see the Etzel much. You're you're more likely to see a country squire before the Etzel. Yeah, the Edsels were only made three years, and mm-hmm. the stations and wagons were even more rare. Yeah, so you got you got a, a a nice little collection going. So now the Edsel in the in the center. So you're a Ford guy or Mercury Ford? So is that? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a Ford guy. I just you know because the the uh, Model A's got a Cummings engine in it. It's got a right. it's got a Chevy Bell. It's got a Chevy a '59 Chevy El Camino dash in it. So, you know, hey, no, yeah, uh, the, I was... the grill, the grill on the center is off of a 47 white superpower truck. So now that's that I was going to talk about that. That's cool because, you know, the, the the white trucks and that's an old truck. It is. It's a it was 1947. If you if uh, you look up that picture, you won't notice it until you look at it real close. And you'll be like, that's the same damn grill on center. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You know, white they they made some uh, powerful trucks. You know, they were used at the shipyards and whatnot. You know, right. You know, I know. Um, you know, when you said that, I didn't notice it, but when you said it, I looked at it and I was like, "Hell yeah, that's yeah, cool." It's, it's a true rat rod. It's right. I think it's the new new way of rat rods are going because you know rat rods used to be you know just junk and half ass done and kind of. Right shitty wiring and you know but i think now what guys are doing is they're paying attention they're making their rat rods you know actually functional functional and reliable but still have that kind of you know fine line of rattiness you got it man so back in my first stages man when i first started coming on to the the uh, what do you call it the instagram whatever the the internet scene right i was i always so i knew you know there was a difference between the rat rod and the patina rod so like your etzel's a patina rod and your your center that's a rat rod right so um my biggest thing was you get the chassis straightened out and you do like you do put all new running gear on it, new brake lines all that cool shit i like to get the interior back like it was new and then of course do the engine right. bay on the patina rods um that's just the way i always built them it's like man because here's the reason for one i'm riding in the son of a bitch but two i got my little ones riding with me you know so i wanted everything to be up to snuff and that's how i've always built them went all the way through them like you had the crappy body on there but then everything else is like brand new you know that, that's exactly how that's exactly how my Edsel is. It looks old. It looks like it's, you know, 50, 60 years old. Right. Uh, but everything on it is new. All the running gear is new. You know, after I'd gotten a new transmission, new suspension, new engine, new everything, new LED lighting for everything. And I thought, man, I'm going to be pissed if I go down the road and this son of a bitch catches on fire because of all this old wiring. <laughs> So I I ripped out all the old crappy wiring and every bit of the wiring is brand new. That's the way to do it, man. It is. That's the way to do it. It, I mean, it's just a safety factor for real, too. You know, you got to take that into consideration. Now, if you just built something and and you're just trailering it all around, then it doesn't really matter. But if you're actually going to take that some bitch and put it on the highway... You're not only, you know, yeah. putting yourself in danger, but you could kill somebody else. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm with you on that. I've always built them that way, man, because well, I don't want to crash. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> Right. I I've well, always put them back together. You well, know, I'm being an aircraft engineer kind of gives me a different perspective that right. you know, um I want it to be one hundred and ten percent reliable. Because you know when you're in the when you're in the air, you just can't pull over. No. So that that aspect of my life has bled over into everything else that I build, the cars and you know motorcycle. I built tons of motorcycles and everything else. So I always try to build things to the best of my ability and as reliable as possible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's awesome, dude. So do you ever have to? Uh, like you know how if a a, pr- a plane goes down or a helicopter grounds itself, do you have to figure out why that happened? Um, 
when I was an engineer for Eurocopter, I would, um, we'd have, we actually, we had an investigation team and you were only there for reference and for advice and for information. Oh, okay. you know, we would, we would go and we would, you know, look at things and some of the accident investigators would want to know how does this system work or why would the system do this? And then you explain to them how things work and how things happen. Oh. Uh, and then they are the actually investigators would tell, would piece together what actually happened. Right. So, cause I always wondered that I'm like, how the hell do they know that a turbine broke and went through, you know what I mean? And, and it just caused yeah. a loss of power. Like, how do they know this shit? You know, it's like, yeah. there's a mess on the ground, right? When the, when it crashes and, so, like, when you see all those other little people standing around, that's people like you. They're like, okay, so that's this correct. had that yeah. system and this had that. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah I always wondered that because it's like, man, because they always talk about, I know back in the days when I was small, they was always talking about, well, when we get the black box, we'll know. I'm like, what does that tell you? That don't tell you if the electrical system went out or some shit. I mean, actually, nowadays the new the new systems and everything else they do tell you all that. They will tell you absolutely everything. And it, I've dealt a lot with the black boxes and recordings and this that, and the other. And those things record those things are record where everything is at. You know how much power is being sent because now aircraft nowadays are a basic a mini internet system where everything when you turn everything on. Everything kind of does a handshake. Hey, I'm this actuator here, and I'm right. this servo here, and I'm this, that, and the other here, and I'm this electrical component here. And everything talks to everything. It's like a mini miniature internet world on every aircraft, every large modern aircraft. Right. And everything talks to everything. And you can plug into that, and you can see everything live. So, in your opinion, do you think that, in some aspect, do you think that that's a hindrance or it helps? With I think the, it helps because the systems in aircraft are so quadrupled. Uh, you know, if something fails, there's probably two or three other systems to back that one up. Okay. Okay. And it will tell you, you know, right away, instead of a problem growing and you don't know about it, if something happens, it will tell you immediately that, hey, we've got an issue with this. And then you have to go through the procedure to shut down that. Yeah. And component. you'll go through procedures of, you know, finding somewhere to land and doing this that and the other you know as opposed to in the olden days when you know you started having you know like an engine issue that was grinding or something was wearing out faster than it should you wouldn't know until it actually gave up the ghost and quit right. and failed on you right. now with the way things work it'll tell you immediately hey we got an option we got a problem right here it hasn't failed but you know things aren't looking too good yeah i, I mean to me uh, and I, yeah, that's why I was like in, in, in some aspect, but to me, um, I just, man, I think people are just becoming too reliant on computers. So like, say like a technician, right? He knows that everything's well, pretty much like the car. You can hook into the OBD two and it's going to tell you this, this and that right on the real advanced model of one. So they, I, I look at it like, okay, these guys are plugging this shit in and they're looking, but are they actually looking at the bearings that's running this? system are they looking at the servo or the actuators are they really looking at that well shit? In, in, a, in a way yes they are because what they can do is a lot of those systems now can detect certain types of metals uh of what bearings are made out of you can you know uh between different sensors and you know detectors um where they're placed and where they are you can usually pretty much tell just from what sensor picked up the problem and the type of material that it is, you can pinpoint what exactly is starting to fail. Okay. See, I'm learning shit, man. That's why I be asking these questions. I be asking questions because I want to know shit. You know, <laughs> I do, man, because that shit, you know, I see that shit. And I'm like, how the fuck they, do they know? You know what I mean? So now yeah. I got an idea of how they yeah, know. And, and there's things there's there's things on the aircraft that we call them accelerometers. And so if you've got, you know, let's say you've got a shaft, like a drive shaft that has seven different bearings on it, you know, all the way down this long drive shaft, like, say, in a helicopter. Mm -hmm. And we put an accelerometer on every single one of those bearings. An accelerometer is a position sensor, so to speak, and it can pick up vibrations. And now if all of a sudden, let's say number three vibration is way the hell out, that tells you that number three bearing is probably getting ready to shit itself. <laughs> and it's time to uh, get it changed out, right? Yeah. Wow. And so, you know, you, you know, all your levels are pretty normal except for the number three bearing. You're like, ooh, that's way the hell high. 
So you write that up, you report it, and change the bearing out before it even has a chance to fail. Right, exactly. Like pre the PM, preventive maintenance on it. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. So what's the coolest aircraft that you had got to work with? Um, I, I would say helicopters, dude. I, yeah. I just absolutely love helicopters. I mean, there's 50,000 moving parts all at once, and you can actually get the damn thing to fly. Yeah, <laughs> the helicopter is oh, cool. Yeah, I, I like the big helicopters. I think everybody's favorite helicopter, at least when I was small, was the Apache. Because, you know. Yeah. That yeah, was everybody's yeah. favorite helicopter. My favorite yeah, helicopter. Everybody liked that. Well, mine was uh, the, the TV version, the Airwolf helicopter. I love that helicopter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a, a triple deuce. I know exactly. That's a Bell 222. Yeah, yeah. That, but, you know, as a kid, yeah. that was cool as fuck, you know. But, yeah. You know, that the coolest was, of that helicopter, though, I think maybe was mostly the music on that show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It yeah. just sounded badass. It did, man. It did. That was cool as hell, man. And I think there was like a spinoff show today. It was like Blue Thunder. There was a helicopter show about. Yeah, you know, well, I think the Airwolf was the TV version of Blue Thunder. Oh, okay, um, okay. You know, I kind of spin off of the movie. I think Blue Thunder was first, and that Airwolf came out. But yeah, yeah. yeah some of the things that, that uh, Hollywood comes up with, because I do distinctly remember the the Blue Thunder mm -hmm. would have whisper mode, and he'd flip a switch, and then it'd be super quiet. And I'm You're like, right. you can't fucking do that. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Whisper mode. You know what? Like over over top, uh, like sometimes. And they do it in the middle of the night. So the, the the bombers, the stealth bombers, they fly and they go back to Kansas from and they come over there. I guess their their little riding path is through here and you hear them. And then they do that shit where they shutter it down and where you can't hear it. You know, they deflect the noise and whatnot. And it's weird how it happens over. It's like, right. well, nowadays, nowadays, technology, they can. They, they have the technology right. to make blades extremely quiet but back in the days right. of the blue thunder just flipping a switch and it just automatically gets super quiet i'm like no nah, that doesn't work right 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 but nowadays yeah they've got super stealth helicopters that are so damn quiet yeah the technology of uh aviation is just you know for the military is is phenomenal i mean and here's an example you you do know the sr-71 blackbird right? oh that's my favorite plane one dude of the, one of the largest the highest flying stealthiest aircraft in the world the you fastest. didn't realize that is 50s technology. Right, yeah, dude, that man. Imagine the shit they have now. Well, that's just it, man. That, man, yeah, we'll have to talk about the planes in another one, but yeah. That's my favorite shit, dude, the SR-71, the Blackbird. Yeah. That motherfucker. Yeah, that was a Skunk Works plane. That Skunk Works. That is 1950s and 60s technology. Imagine yeah. what the hell they have now. Yeah, they've, man, they've been surpassed. Like, everything, and it's it's been widely known. Everything that we see, yeah. that's just old shit you're seeing. They got new shit way further advanced than that. But, yeah, yeah that Blackbird, they grounded them. What was it, 94? I think they retired it. Somewhere yeah, I don't like that. But, yeah, man, that Joker, he could go from L.A. to D.C. in 59 minutes. Yeah, that's incredible. It yeah. is. That's crazy. And then, yeah, so basically, well, it was a spy plane, you know. That's what they yeah, said it, it was. was. That's all it was, was a spy plane. Yeah, that was probably the coolest. You know, it plane. was damn near a spaceship, believe it or not. Right? Yeah, because it could fly on the outer uh, edges of the atmosphere. Yeah. yeah, yeah, up there on the stratosphere, they were almost out into space. Yep, that was a badass plane, dude. That I wish I could have been working there, man. I wish. I've actually got to sit in one, believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah, that thing is it's phenomenal. I actually got to sit in a retired one. Man, yeah, it was cool, man. That thing was just bad. Yeah, like you said, that was 50s. And then, of course, the later versions would be the stealth ones that we see now. The fighter and then the bomber and then... But now, what is the other one? The 23? The F-35 yeah. Raptors. Yeah, the yeah. Raptors, yeah. And and keep in mind, that aircraft is, you know, 20 years yep. technology ago, too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you man. Know, that thing's been out for at least 10 years now. Mm -hmm. And it took at least, you know, 10 to 15 years to develop it. So right. think about that. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Cause so uh, just imagine what they're working on now. You know mm -hmm. they've got some invisible shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. They've been trying to experiment with that. They started experimenting with that with the tanks and shit to where they could yeah. throw a mirage and shit. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, man. I be knowing. See, that's the thing, man. 
We get to, I mean, I be talking hot ride shit, but you want to talk about some other shit? I know some shit. <laughs> you know, but yeah, the hot ride shit's my favorite shit because you know. But yeah, I fuck yeah, man, I know some shit, and I be looking. That's what I do. I look at things and I'm like, how can I make my shit like? Well, like you was talking about the SR seventy one. It's like, man, I'd like to have those little bullet looking. Uh, motors, you know, uh, engines, you know, those little caps they had on the engine, they look like bullets or missiles, right. you know. I'm like, how can I do... So when I look at stuff like that, I'm like, oh, I'd like to do something like that on this or that, you know. Not on a, such a large scale, but just detail-wise type shit. Right. Yeah, man, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, that's cool, man. I enjoy talking to you. Yeah, yeah, thanks for calling, man. I really appreciate it. And I'll send you some pictures of the Edsel uh, so you can get a good look at that thing. When you see it, you're going to fall in love with it. It's, uh, it's kind of funny. You know, nobody liked the Edsel because it was ugly. Right. Now they're beautiful. They're beautiful cars now. Everybody wants one. Good luck finding one. Right, good luck. Yeah, good luck. You especially, know. For, especially a station wagon. I looked for this <laughs> car for two and a half years and finally found one. Wow. Wow, there's there's a guy around here that's got a, a canary yellow looking one, and it's got a white, so it's yellow on the bottom, and then right behind right. the the post for the front door, it and then up at the top is white, and then the white comes right. down over the back, uh, the four door, and then the back part of it. It's pretty cool, and yeah. but he he just brings it out. It's it's clean. It's nothing. It's you know he brings it out for uh, when they have the. I call them concourse type shows around here, you know, where it's just a super right. duper clean cars. And, and that's what it is. It's just an all original car and the chrome's still shiny on it. All the windows and shit still work on it. So it's cool. I think it was his, you know, it was one of those deals where it was his uh, dad's car they had back when he was small. And this guy, he's like 70 now. So, you know, but he brings it out, him and his wife. And there's a couple, you know, like even you look back at some of the, the early Dodge cars and shit, everybody's like, oh, them are ugly. Um, but now everybody wants them, you know? Yeah. And, um, it blows my mind how much some of these cars were sold for back in the late, eh. you know, mid sixties and, and late sixties, you know, $2,500, $2,700 for a brand new Barracuda. Right. But now a brand new Barracuda completely resto mod. It's six figures. <laughs> it is man. Well, you know, and like you said, I was, uh, I know that car that, uh, what's his name? James Dean had bought that Porsche that he wrecked in. I think yeah. they said he they paid like $6,000 for it back then or something crazy, some low number, right? Some, but it, you know, that was like the most advanced Porsche they had then, you know? So I guess nowadays that'd be equivalent to the $300,000 Porsche, but yeah. still, you know, it's like, man, that wasn't shit, you know, 3000 or $6,000 or but yeah, yeah, man, the cars, man. I'm, but you know, even back, going even back to so ninety one, ninety two, I used to look in the St. Louis Post Dispatch, and they had a classifieds section, and you could always see a sixty four Impala in there, and they only wanted five or six hundred dollars for it, and it ran and drove. Right. You know now, shit. Yeah, you're not <laughs> touching that car. No, and those were two doors, you know. Uh, yeah, and that's what everybody wants now. Good oh, luck man. finding a two door anywhere. I know two doors are man, and then when the, but the bad thing is when you do find them, they are complete junk, and you would have to full on, you know, restore it, do the whole floors and everything else because they just rot right. so bad. And I think a lot of that, um, so the the whole patina rot thing, you know, you really don't have to do much to it because. You're going to leave the body like it is, you know, and you might want to, you know, shape up the interior a little bit. But as far as appearance aspects, that's what it is. It's a potato. Yeah, as rock. far as appearance aspect, leave it alone. In fact, the, the Edsel's got a dent on the front, right behind the front fender mm -hmm. where, you know, it looks like maybe they may have run off the road or did something or got a blowout and it, it tore up the, the back side of the fender right in front of the door a little bit. And I've got a spare fender to put on there, and them color matches and everything. But you know what? I'm not changing it. That's a story. That, <laughs> yeah. That's part of that car's lives. You know. You know one one of the other things I really like about the Edsel station wagon is uh, being as old as it is. I kind of curious how many kids have been conceived in the back of that damn thing. <laughs> 
Because, yeah, the back, you could put a queen-size bed back there. Hell, yeah, you know somebody did something in that car. <laughs> <laughs> you ever find any any uh, old, like, keychains or old no, I haven't. And I, and I really wish I could have found something, but I've stripped that car down to nothing, mm. you know, cleaning it up, prepping the floor, putting all new sound deadener and dynamite and everything in there. And I was hoping I would find something, but right. I, I never found anything. I know. That's the cool thing. Like when I'm tearing shit apart, you know, every once in a while I'll find an old rusty screwdriver or old wrench or right a, right a nickel or something you know i'm like man that's cool but never nothing that's like really cool like you know yeah like the dealer the car dealer's keychain or some shit like that back there yeah you know? or like some kid's high school identification card right right right, right. yeah i never found anything really really cool i guess the best thing i've ever found was just some old old tools you know that were from back yeah. in the day that fell behind and motherfucker said well it's stuck back there you know <laughs> Yeah, you're yeah. Getting it. Uh, I'll get it later, and then yeah. they never do. Right, right. Because you know, people back in the day, man, they didn't tear shit apart like we did. They that's what they used the dealer for. They take the car back to the car dealer and have them work on it or whatever. You know, yeah. people really didn't get into it. I guess, you know, at that time, um, you you really didn't take it upon yourself to because they they emphasize that hey, you know when there's a problem you bring it back to the dealer you know right and people were afraid to. it's like opening up the back of a watch right you, <laughs> yeah. you know yeah see now that is something i would not attempt even with all my experience of doing everything and this and the other i do not think i'd take the back of a watch off and fiddle with that no <laughs> way i've done it a couple of times and it cost me some money <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, dude. But again, you know, it goes back to what I was saying. If you want to learn how to do something, just dive in and start doing it. You're going to break stuff. You're going to tear it up, but you're going to learn. Well, yeah, man. Because, man, look, I'll take just, it. Just don't start on a Rolls on a, on a Rolex. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've never had a Rolex, but you know, I've had uh, you know Tissot. I had I tore up. I broke a Tissot because it's a, uh, you know, the battery died. And I was like, man, right. eh, fuck that. I can take the back off this motherfucker. I did. I put the battery back, but it didn't work no more. And it's because I <laughs> I messed up one of the the tabs that the battery uh, trans, you know, made the power, conducted right, power attention. through. Yeah, and I messed it up, and then it sent it into one of the gears. So it, would, it wouldn't tick, you know, more. It wouldn't. And, yeah, man, they, man, shit, man. Yeah, I, I should have just got rid of it because it, it costed me. Well, it didn't cost as much as what the watch did, but at the same time, it cost me money that I didn't have to spend if I would have just took it in there and said, "Hey, man, I need a new battery." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but oh well. Yeah, I learned. Experience. Yeah, yeah, I learned it, so I, I didn't do it no more. <laughs> as a matter yeah, of fact, learned not to not to mess with that. Yeah, no, man, that battery died. I don't know, probably a couple years ago, and guess what? It's still dead. <laughs> Someone else put it in. Yeah, there. I just said hell with it. I just fucking I would wear a different watch, you know. But uh yeah, dude, that's awesome. That's good that your car is getting attention and uh you know, it's made a name for itself and you know, people are like, Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty Yeah, cool. it, believe it or not, I it's we just crossed and I know this isn't a lot, but we just crossed a thousand followers and we've only had that Instagram account about a month and a half. Wow. So that's it's not cool. doing too bad. No, man, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, hell yeah. That's because yeah, when you, I seen you on there, so you, that you'd follow me. I went on there. I was like, oh shit, well, let's talk to this guy. And then I sent you the message, you know, and then you sent me the pictures. I posted them up. And then I said, hey man, we need to do a podcast. Talk about the, the center rod. He's like, all right. <laughs> That's cool, yeah. man. Yeah. I, there's a lot of people, though, man. I, I, I reach out to them, and it, it's, just, it's just lining up with people. It's, you know, because everybody's got everyday lives, regular lives, you know. You right. Say, and it's not a thing. Like, you said yesterday, you was like, well, shit, man, I got to go to this meeting. I was like, all right, that's cool. Like, I wasn't mad or none of that shit. I was like, all right. 
that's cool. We do it whenever you got time. And yeah, we all got it. We all got to do things. We all got to work. And so, yeah, unfortunately, man. that takes precedence. It does, man. <laughs> you got you to make that paycheck. Oh, hell yeah, man. Hell yeah, because we ain't making shit off of this. <laughs> We're just getting your story <laughs> out there. I mean, that's all it is. That's what all my instant, uh, internet shit's for. It's just to... I enjoy telling or or letting other people tell their own story on the shit. Right. Because everybody knows my story right you know what i mean so right. it's like it's cool when people want to interact and be like yeah man fuck yeah i want to do that and then they, yeah and you know, you know that's one of the coolest things i like about car shows is people when they find out that i built that car it's like a light switch goes on and they want to talk to me more and more and more and they just want to know how how i did this or how'd you come up with that and, and i enjoy that i enjoy talking with people about it and you know it's, and that, that that's the more uh that's the, the finer parts of the car shows you get to talk and interact with a lot right of yeah that's i just like it man i like i see everybody when i go to there at the car shows and i talk to them and i tell you what man people like you just said i like when people see my shit and they ask like how the fuck did you do that and it's cool because somebody's interested in what you did you know so yeah i enjoy talking about the shit when i build it when it's sitting out there but then i also like to go out and hear the other people's story of what the hell they did and how they came about the vehicle and shit and it's just it's interesting like some of the stories that you get from people you know i just wish i was doing the whole podcast thing long ago because people's done told me stories and you know and i've seen so many different shits but i didn't you know wasn't into that then you know documenting everything i seen you know and talking to everybody but it's cool now i'm glad that i'm doing it now and i'm glad people like you come on and and share what you what you do and how you done it and that's just cool man it's just hot riding so somebody's gonna see that that has not a not a clue not a idea of how to do anything and they're going to see your truck or that car and that's going to inspire them to be like fuck that i'm gonna make me some shit now yeah and, and you know and quite honestly that's what it was with me too. you know i wanted a rat rod wasn't for sure exactly how i wanted to do this and then i saw a picture of one going down a highway and i was like there it is there's my starting point there you go man hell yeah that's what you do man that's man that's exactly how you do it that's you know, when I first started, like I told you, it was 13 and whatnot, the C10 was, you know, the dominant thing, you know. And I was like, hell, man, I took the approach as this. These guys, they're just regular guys, right? And they got some skill, but at the same point, they're humans. They're not robots. So if they're doing this shit, then I can do it. And that's that's how I looked at it. And then, I, like, we, uh, you know, early on, we said, I just started started tinkering and then, it's like fuck i can do this and then that's, yeah. that's how it works. like i said earlier that's what i tell everybody you can do this you just gotta start and you know the, the main thing is, is you just gotta stick with it that is the main thing you gotta stay it you gotta stay with it and there's gonna be times where you get frustrated but then you know if you're working say you're working on a major part and you can't get it to act right well fuck man go to something that's smaller that that still needs to be done you're gonna have to right. cross that bridge on this piece of, eventually so work on that you know like get the door handles to fit right or whatever something small but you can't just walk out of there and be like fuck that shit and then like you said yeah. you'll end up on craigslist is what happens <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you know? i've got i've got a friend that uh um he said something to me one day. he's got about five or six cars and, and i'd show him you know a car for sale or here this and other he'd look at me and he'd go he would say, why do I want to buy somebody else's broken dream? <laughs> right, right, yeah. Because uh, you know as well as I do, there's a lot, of, there's probably three times as many vehicles out here that never get finished than the ones that do. Oh, yeah, man, It yeah, there is, all the time, man. Because uh, people lose interest in it. They lose interest, and they, they done dumped a shitload of money in it, and but then they're still not achieving that goal that finish yeah. line and they're like man fuck i'm bailing out on this and they'll sell it and every once in a while you can find one that's somebody's did a pretty good amount of work and they got all these nice pieces and shit on it and pick it up pretty cheap and then you know what i'll do is i'll just take all the cool shit <laughs> you know to use on my shit and then you know sell the body off to somebody else but, but i mean yeah i mean it's unfortunate but you know i guess 
it becomes a matter of circumstance. The person, I guess, decides, well, you know what? I've done this. I've had this thing sitting here five years. Hell with it. I'm going to get rid of it. Right. Yeah, you you come along, man. That that damn thing is pretty cool. So now, when you got pulled over the other day. That was just a stunt. That was just a photo op. Oh, okay. Because I've seen the little black track marks. Was them your track marks? No, actually. That just happened to work out. Oh, because it looked like it. I was like, is he burning them tracks on there? You know? Well, that company, even though those are tracks, that company's engine's got so much torque, it spins, I can spin those tracks easy. Oh, I'm sure you could. And that's what I thought you had done. And then I thought that your ass had got stopped. <laughs> nah, that was actually a show that they were, uh, the police were sponsoring. Oh. And so they had quite a few cop cars there. And so they just wanted to have one there as a photo op. Oh, okay. That's cool, though. That probably got, uh, that gained you some attention, though. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it made, it made it look like you're just a badass now, right? The cops are on you for having this rat rod running on the street. You know what I mean? So it played into your hand. That's right. cool. That's cool, man. So earlier you were telling me you had a little story about, you know, we got a hater that's done developed on the center. Somebody's hating on the center. And, you know, that's going to come. You know, there's always somebody going to come out the woodworks. Elaborate on that story a little bit, if you would. Actually, I met him at a car show and with his rat rod and he was he i came late to the car show and I, and i showed up and i could see the look on his face he's like what the fuck and and i ended up winning that show and it pissed him off you know mm. but before the awards and all came out i got to know him and we came, became friends and friend facebook friends and me and all this stuff but then i won and it pissed him off because i won and now we've been to another three or four other shows together and I always win, I always beat him. So now what he does is he will message me and I figured this out what he was doing. What he would do is he'd be like, Hey man, what's going on? Where are you going to car show this week? And I'm like, Oh, I'll probably go to here. Well, he wouldn't go to that show. He'd go to a different show. Uh, so he started scoping me to find out where I was at. So he would go to a different show to win. <laughs> oh man. That's like, crazy. I'm like, dude, come on, man. It's not about the winning. It's about hanging out and having a good time. But, you know, some people are all about that winning. And if they're not, and it pisses them off. And you know, when I came onto the scene, he was the big dog on the scene in the local area. And now that I'm here, he's like, nah, he won't go to any thing car show. Anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I know that exact same shit, dude. But yeah, I told that story a long time ago about that. Man, I had, <laughs> when I first put, my patina rod in the show and it won oh my god this guy and he wasn't even he was in the regular car class but he didn't win a trophy he thought he should have won a trophy for his car and he threw a fit because my truck had won a trophy and he snapped man the car show people that were putting it on man they almost got into a fight over this shit and i was just looking at this shit like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> we're just here to have fun man. yeah man and like you say now you know we got a we got a group in our in our town and they're the neighborhood uh car club and they're cool we, like we don't have no problems but you know I, I just go out and they've had a car show for the past four years they started doing their car show and it's a pretty good car show and so this year i told you we was doing a, i was doing our first car show so you got flyers and they're all, you know, they're tricked out and shit. I put them up there. Well, they seen the flyers. And when they made their flyer for their show, it's extra. Like it's bigger and it's, you know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh no, man, I'm not trying to war with the, the local fucking crowd. But they all know me and they know I got, they know I got rat rods and patina rods. They're all sitting there. I, I've actually, there's a, I, it's kind of funny. There are. Uh, there's been a few people that when I show up to a car show and they don't know that I'm there mm. and I'll start walking around and looking at other cars and I go around some of the other rat rods and they'll look at me and they'll go, fuck, you're here. Hey, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know what? I mean, that's cool though, because, but then you know what? Go back to the garage and, and start something new then. There it is. You know, it's, uh. You know, and, and don't get me wrong. I've I've released some some shows and all. Um, there there's one there's one local show that I will never go to again because the way they run it, 
And for the grand finale, they were putting in cars that were not hot rods. They were just stock cars and everything else. And I went and told the promoter, I said, you know what, dude? I said, I don't mind losing. I said, then that just tells me I got to buck my shit up and I got to bust my knuckles a little bit more if I want to win. But I don't, I don't appreciate losing to a stock car. Give me right. a fucking break. Yep. Yeah. I've, we've got, we've had one here. It was probably 30 miles away and the same thing happened. And all of us guys that had rat rods and patina rods, cause here there's no two, they don't have two classes. It was rat rods, a rat rod, you know, it's rusted, it's a rat rod, which is fine. But at the, when it, they called the rat rod class, not one of the rat rods won. Um, and we was like, what? Cause I'm like you, like, I don't give a fuck about, I didn't got enough trophies and shit. But it's like, how in the fuck did not single one of us? And they were fucking me. I'm laid back. Like, I'm not going to you know, create commotion unless, you know, I have to. But uh, they was on it, man. <laughs> I'm like, guys, man, fuck that. And they're like, no, fuck that. This is bullshit. And I'm like, oh, man. So then I was like, well, I was like, guys, look at it like this, man. Because we were all parked in the same spot. You know, there's like six of us. I was like, listen, man, don't the the what we do, you know, we just don't attend this one. Don't come back to this event. And that that's what I did. I told the guy that I won't be. And he, here's what the deal was: this 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 organization put on a monthly car show, and at the end of the end of the uh, year, everybody that won, you know, best of show, whatever the category, uh, were put into one big pool, the ending show was for this. Right. And so whoever won, they got a model made of your car. Oh, cool. Oh, this guy, this guy uh, that they would hire, he was real good, and he could make shit out of that, all kinds of shit. Well, in the end runnings, they had entered a couple stock cars, but what really, really did it in for me, they entered a smart car. Oh, no. And I, and, and my car wasn't entered. And a lot of my friends were like, uh, what the fuck is that? You guys are putting a smart car in the runnings for the final finale show? You know, that's a $12,000 disposable car, and you guys didn't even enter Martin's car. It's like, all right. Yeah, it pissed off a lot of people when they did that. Well, I'll tell you what. It's because the dude that makes the models, he didn't want to have to try to fucking detail that son of a bitch. That's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. It's like, wait a minute. You know, I don't mind losing legitimately. Right. But if I'm going to lose to a fucking smart car, you can kiss my ass. Right. Oh, I feel you, man. I haven't had no smart car issue, though. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. A smart car? Come on. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah man hey that's 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 crazy that is that's fucked up but i mean i don't know man it's just weird but you do got to remember at all times you're dealing with people yeah i mean that's you know that's just what it is you're just dealing with people so yeah i know i know i know yeah this year this year has been our uh, last year was very uh informative of you know the shows you want to go to and the shows you don't want to go to right 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 yeah man i and we do we try to these past two years like we've been working like crazy so but up until then like we hit every single show there was around here in missouri and we traveled to them and shit but um and it was fun win some lose some it was awesome but now with the viruses, I'm waiting to see how things are going to go. Plus, I'm waiting to see the, all the new vehicles. I'm sure right. people's been busting ass getting their shit ready for the season coming up, you know. Right. So that's going to be interesting to see. And I like it, you know. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Hey, not a problem, man. If there's anything I can help you out with or do. And when I'm done with this uh, phone call, I'll send you some pictures of those trophies and the Edsel. That's cool, man. Yeah, we'll uh I'll, uh, when you ever, you decide to, have you put the, the Etzel on Instagram? Uh, yes, there is, uh, uh, one little post that I made, uh, I put on there something about, uh, Sinner's sweet little sister. Oh yeah, Thanks yeah, yeah. Me. You just did that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I seen that. So yeah, I'll, uh, do the same thing. I'll make another little, like one of the little feature posts about it, you know, and show it off on there. And, uh, okay. All that yeah, cool. I'll see some more pictures of it. Yeah, that'll work, man. And so, before we get out of here, just let everybody know your your Instagram handle where they can check you out at. 
That is at Sinners Rat Rod. Yeah, man. All right, bro. I appreciate it, man. And I'm going to let you get back to doing what you're doing. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Hey, you too. Thanks again. We'll see you. All right, guys, that's going to do it. That was Martin with Center. And once again, you know, it's a badass rat rod. If you have not seen it or if you don't know anything about it, it is new to the scene. But you can check out the feature post I did with it on my Instagram page at Patina Code. Or you can just hop on his page, Center's Rat Rod on Instagram. And you can check that out and see it in a little bit more detail. I appreciate you guys checking out these podcasts, and I look forward to having another guest on this show. As I said before, this podcast is for everybody. It's not just for a specific someone. Before we get out of here, i got to remind you, you can receive 10% off on all sheet metal panel products made by LS Fabrication by way of using promo code Patina Code at checkout. If you're building that 47 to 53, man, go on and trick it out. Get you some panels. So we'll be running on old trench coat, which is my 52, and hope to have that thing done some here, you know, here in a little bit. We got a few more months of work, but when that thing comes out, he's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be pretty dope. So you guys be on the lookout for that. Check out my YouTube series. So you want to build an AD, and I'm going through the step-by-step process on how I'm building this particular truck. Big shout out to Champion Cooling Systems, Joe's Racing Products. Here shortly. We will be inundating my online store with products from these feature companies that I just mentioned. But as of right now, the only thing we have in the online store is the Patina Code t-shirt. So with that said, I want to encourage you to hop on over to my online store and grab you a Patina Code shirt, man. And rep for the squad, man. Rep for the team. You can find the online store at www.patinacodellc.equid.com. Pick you out a shirt, man. Represent for Patina Code. And we'll be getting the products from these companies in the store in due time. Like I said, man, I appreciate you guys out there listening. And you guys keep this going, man. So keep hitting me up, man. Everybody's welcome. Send me your rides. You want to have featured on a direct message through Instagram. Make you a feature. And if you want to, you can come on and be a guest on the podcast. As I said once before, it's for everybody. Who wants to tell their story? I'm Dennis. This has been a good podcast. I appreciate it. Once again, guys, thanks for listening. Stay with me.